From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Caroline Ellison, the CEO of Alameda Research, has a blog, an anonymous blog, that is really, really weird. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Before we get into the crypto prices today, a couple of things that we want to just go over, um, and they're newsworthy, obviously. Well, I guess we could imagine, after the whole FTX debacle, Ledger and Trezor and all of the hard wallets are confirming that they are seeing the highest sales ever, which means y'all are listening, not your keys, not your cheese. You're getting money off the exchanges. You're getting crypto off the exchanges. You're self-custody, and I want to say good freaking job last week ledger saw the highest sales on sunday to be beat on monday so congratulations y'all keep getting your coins off exchanges also the discussion of effective altruism i'm going to call it ea from this point on because it's a little hard to say ea is being tossed around right now because as we know sam bingman fried and some other people said we are doing effective altruism which means they make their money in order to give we are going to make all this money and give away 99 percent of all of our wealth to charities and other things because this is what we're, we're, we're supposed to do this is the good thing this is the moral thing this is the ethical thing well some people are saying that this is a stupid idea and i want your opinion matthew aaron at decrypt.co that's m-a-t-t-h-e-w-a-a-r-o-n at decrypt.co for example Ava Lab CEO Emin Gun Sirer, effective altruism brand is dead. It contributed to the fraud by providing cover for unchecked greed. And he's saying this obviously in regards to FTX. The co-founder of DeFi firm Genesis, Martin Kopelman, said, I think it's worth talking about the danger of using EA as a justification strategy. You can abuse EA ideas to justify the shitty behavior that earns you money as you can claim it's all for the greater good. And that's where I want your feedback. Is EA just a stupid idea that just justifies greed and shitty behavior? Or is it a good practice to live by? More than likely, everybody's going to say there's a nuanced answer to that somewhere in between. But I want to know what you think. Because they're saying that it's just just justifying shitty behavior because you are masking this with this brand of being better than everybody. I'm giving all my money away to do all these things. And that's why I'm making these billions. And I'm sorry, but don't worry. I'm going to do better. So let me know your opinion. Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 1044 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $16,522 down 2.7% in 24 hours. We have Ethereum sitting at $1,207, down 5% in 24. Tether's number 3, USDC is number 4, and Binance is number 5 at 271, down 3.5%. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Doge, and Matic. 
and Matic is down 5.62%, just FYI, sitting at 90 cents. The total market cap is sitting at $528.5 billion, which is down 2.8% in 24. A BTC dominance of 38.3, an F dominance of 17.9. And I just want to remind everybody that I do not think that we're going up from here. A lot of people are saying, hey, markets are recovered. You're going to see that in headlines all over the news. Markets recovered because it goes up a little bit. They just are clickbait. This is not going to be a up only moment, I don't think. I could be wrong. This is not financial advice. I'm just saying what I've seen in the past and what I know to be true. We have a systemic issue within the crypto space that we haven't even brushed the surface yet. And so if we have upward movements, they're probably dead camp bounces. And just be careful. And that's in all markets because it is not stable right now. And we're going to see the systemic fallout and how that's going to relate to the crypto prices, to the market cap, to a lot of these companies going forward in the next couple of weeks. So be careful. Moving into today's headlines, as we told you yesterday, Alameda Research, we're using insider information to front run tokens being listed on FTX. They accumulated $60 million in tokens to front run them. What were those tokens? Well, I'm going to list some of them for you now. Looks Rare Token, Render, Boba, Gala, Gods Unchained, BitDAO, Dodo Bird, <laughs> Eden, and Bow Token were just some of them. There's more than that. Again, there's 18 that we know of right now. And well, how did that work? Well, we have some information about at least two of those. For example, Eden Token, August 3rd. Let's just put this in place. On August 3rd, three weeks before the token began trading on FTX, they received 2.5 million Eden Tokens. So what happened then is a wallet then deposited the Eden Tokens into a liquidity pool on SushiSwap. Now, liquidity pools, if you don't know, are the bread and butter of DeFi or DEXs. Traders deposit their crypto into liquidity pools and they get incentives to do so. Basically, they get percentage on putting their liquidity in there. And this liquidity allows the DEXs to have free-flowing buys and sells and trades within the DEX without any problems. So over the course of the 21 days before they were listed on FTX, Alameda was able to double its stash of Eden by redeploying its liquidity provider rewards on Sushi. So by the time that FTX announced that Eden would be listed on August 24th, Alameda had 5.8 million Eden tokens. So from 2.5 to 5.8. A few days after Eden was listed, it hit an all-time high of $9.27, an increase of 170% from the day it was announced on FTX. So basically, they were trading their tokens, they increased their stash, and then said, hey, let's launch it on FTX and pump the token. Now, of course, I'm assuming that that whole plan was premeditated, uh, but we don't know. But that was one way they did it. Another way was BitDAO's token. They accumulated 377,000 bit on October 17th, 2021. And then Bit started trading on October 18th. So they really didn't have much time to finagle it. But by launching it on FTX, and I'm pulling up CoinMarketCap right now from the 17th to the 18th, on the 17th, when they listed it on FTX, it was about a buck 77 or so. It went down to even buck 75. But three days after they listed it, October 20th, it hit $2.45. <laughs> Quite a bit of a pump. And even though that was the high, after that, it was staying and bouncing around 225, 230, 215, so on and so forth. So that's a quite of a bit raised from the 175 that it was listed on. Long story short, front running and then listing made the money. Crypto lending platform Salt is halting withdrawals today, and it's the latest firm to do so amid the FTX sparked contagion sweeping across the cryptocurrency landscape. 
Salt CEO Sean Owen said in a message that the collapse of FTX has impacted our business. And until we're able to determine the extent of this impact with specific details that we feel confident are factually accurate, we have paused deposits and withdrawals on the SALT platform effective immediately. He continued to say, without a clear idea of the assets and li- without a clear idea of assets and liabilities, borrowers and lenders alike can't properly assess counterparty risk, which is a major decision driver for deploying capital into money markets. Continuing with our FTX news, because that's what we pretty much have this week. Uh, FTX Australia was launched in March of 2022. Well, it was short-lived because the Australian Securities Investments Commission, or the ASIC, announced on Tuesday that it suspended Australian financial service licenses to FTX Australia, and that's effective until May 15th of 2023. They said this in quote, ASIC encourages clients of FTX Australia to carefully monitor the situation and look for updates by the FTX group, as well as from FTX Australia's administrators. So here's an interesting caveat and something we should probably consider for regulation going forward. And if you have an opinion about this, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co, Australia has no custody rules regarding digital asset exchanges, meaning there was no requirement for FTX trading to keep customers' assets onshore, meaning those assets could be anywhere. Do you think an exchange, if you're, say, an Australian exchange or a British exchange or a U.S. exchange, you should keep your U.S. customer assets in U.S. borders, in U.S. servers, on U.S. soil. Let me know what you think, Matthew Arnold, Decrypt.co, because that's an interesting question. And finally, in the most interesting news of the day, and obviously this is all juice, no real substance to the FTX debacle, but, or, or, or it is kind of, but anyway, apparently Caroline Ellison, the CEO of Alameda, appears to have maintained a Tumblr blog for years, and it's weird and very telling. The Tumblr account was active from 2014 until its deletion on Sunday, and it went by the name of Fake Charity Nerd Girl, which is absolutely weird, and the handle World Optimization. So basically, we already know the story. SBF Sam Bankman-Fried was romantically and sexually involved with Caroline Ellison, has nothing to do with trading. Kind of weird, though. Very nepotistic sort of uh, CEO of this company, CEO of that company, or founder of this company, sleeping together. Bad, bad look. Don't know if it's illegal, but very bad look. But they also lived in a penthouse in the Bahamas, a $30 million penthouse. Actually, you can go online and see the pictures of this thing. Pretty amazing. Uh, with eight other colleagues. And they basically all had a polycule, this is the first time I heard this word, a polycule relationship which is a romantic network of multiple people linked by overlapping sexual relationships. Basically, 10 people lived in a penthouse together, ran a multi-billion dollar company, and were sleeping and dating with each other. In this Tumblr blog, again, entitled Fake Charity Nerd Girl, (laughs) this is very important that that's that's the title, Ellison wrote down her personal belief in world philosophy. And here are some. Hardline views on polyamory and sexual competition. A fascination with race science and a belief in the natural synergy between crypto and fraud. So what kind of insights can we get from her blog? Well, here's a quote from February of 2020, two years into Ellison's stint at Alamini Research. She said, When I first started my first foray into poly, I thought it was a radical break from my traditional past. But to be honest, I've come to decide that the only acceptable style of poly is best characterized as something like an imperial Chinese harem, a cutthroat market of sexual competition and subjugation. None of this hierarchical bullshit 
Everyone should have a ranking of their partners. People should know where they fall in those rankings. And there should be a vicious power struggle for the ranks. Okay. There's also a fascination with race science and eugenics, which is called HBD or human biodiversity. In that, she wrote, there is a stereotype of racist people that they have to assume that any East Asian person speaks Chinese or something. I appreciate that HBD people are the exact opposite of that and will make fun of you for saying something about Indians without specifying their providence and caste because, come on, the genetics differences are massive. Basically saying that if you are from a different caste or a different region of India, there's a massive genetic difference. Basically saying everybody's genetically different, therefore there must be inferior and superior genetic makeup. And to highlight her ideas about crypto, she said, I didn't get into this space as a true crypto believer. It's mostly scams and memes when you get down to it. Yikes. Okay, so here's my take on it. We have to categorize these different things or these different ideas or these different behaviors in different categories, right? Hence categorizing, right? So her personal life, ideas that might give you insight to her ideas of how to run a business and how those might relate to Alameda and trading and crypto and her professional life. And where do those all connect? Look, her liking to sleep with other people, poly, you know, whatever, that has nothing to do with her as a business operator. Her ideas of what she's interested in, as much as I will disagree with those ideas, or you will disagree with those ideas, or agree with those ideas, have nothing to do with her responsibilities as a CEO. Did she do those responsibilities? And did they have a relationship or put themselves in situations that were not professional and did not benefit the business? So I think that we're going to get a lot of juice, a lot of gossip, a lot of little things that are going to show their personal lives that's going to make us create judgments on what they did as business owners. And we have to, I guess, take those apart because I really hate that. I hate when you actually just try to demonize a person or because their beliefs are different than yours instead of looking at their actions. I promise you, if you look at her or Sam's actions as business owners, as traders, as custodians of people's cash, (laughs) then I think you're going to get plenty of ammo to show that they were bad actors. Again, get the facts. Don't dig into their personal life and try to paint them as, oh no, they slept with a lot of people, so therefore they're bad. I think that's wrong. What do you think? Matthew ran it to Crypt.co. Let's look at the facts of how they ran a business, not using their personal lives as ammo against how they ran a business. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and go to Spotify, hit those five stars. And I want to make a correction of something I said the other day. I made a joke that Robinhood, you don't even know what coins you're holding because you can't withdraw them. They made that change a while ago. You can withdraw your tokens from Robinhood. So I want to make that correction. Anyway, until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.